0: Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Vince and Zach. And we have an interesting week of comics to talk about here, starting with Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths number 6, written by Joshua Williamson, illustrated by Daniel Sampier. Um, I want to point out one particular line of dialogue that made me laugh out loud on this issue, and then I'll let you guys talk about this. <laughs> uh, an infected Slade Wilson shouts... You promised me the end of the legacy heroes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been doing that.
1: This like I feel like there's a line like that in almost every issue. <laughs>
2: that
0: was the most the most oh, on the sure. nose, though. One Is, so is,
2: far. is Deathstroke Dandadio?
0: <laughs> I mean, he's bald. In this right, they they shave his head essentially. Yes, he is a mohawk. I oh, sorry, he's a mohawk. So yeah, okay. Well, they they couldn't they couldn't go full on dio for uh, you know, for, for legal reasons. So this is the close, closest closest they can get him.
1: I mean, I already months ago. I think in the first when we talked about the first issue of this, I said, "Oh, Deathstroke is being drawn like Dan dio He has the same like goatee around his mouth," and I believe in one of those early issues. He he does literally say, "I'm going to kill
0: legacy." Yes, he does. Yeah, (laughs) that (laughs) somehow feels less on the nose than this, but it's they're both they're both yeah uh... slightly, but like
1: they're 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 making no bones about like. I mean, that's what you do these days in in all of media, not just. I was just talking to somebody on Farmers Only the other day about, um, uh the Disney Star Wars stuff and uh-huh. somebody was somebody somebody was saying somebody somebody i i don't know who they were we weren't we were talking about them not with them but okay um they said uh uh rise of skywalker is not a retcon of the last jedi there's there's all these story reasons for everything that happens in <laughs> rise of skywalker which is about the thinnest logic i've probably ever heard but the fact of the matter is there are like five lines in rise of skywalker at various points that are only exist to tell the audience remember that thing that happened in the last movie uh actually it's the opposite
0: right right
1: you know like, like i want to say luke
0: skywalker says like i was wrong at one point in there <laughs> yeah so, yeah
1: yes
2: somehow
0: palpatine
2: has returned yeah yep
1: yep yeah yeah it's yeah the yeah the stuff about about Ray's family blah 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 yes, point being that's that's just what you do now in this stuff i guess in 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 genre media or whatever i ca- I guess you can't be subtle anymore or you can't like it's gotta be very it's gotta be very explicitly about whatever it's about or otherwise like our lack of attention span just won't deal with it
0: in any meaningful way. <laughs> um I I will point to uh Andor as the slight recounting of that, but that's that's fine. Well, that's I mean
1: that is the one example I feel like I mean the reason that the reason that uh, that like actual TV critics are so excited about that show is because it's the one thing now that's not that. Sure, fair you enough. You know,
2: yeah. But even people are trying to make. I've like people are trying desperately to make it that sometimes. Like I saw yeah. a, I saw like a clickbaity headline that was something like, um, <clears throat> "One of yeah, Wolf Lauren is in Andor, who's like a like a bit character from the original trilogy who gets like a bigger role in Clone Wars." And I yep. saw a headline that was like, "Why Wolf Lauren is." crucial for and it's like come <laughs> the fuck on you know like <laughs>
0: no. uh, it, not at all crucial for Andor. no yeah no.
1: no yeah zach you're absolutely right like that's that is just i mean it's the cbring of me of all media and it's just because like well i mean i'll even go let's let's even go
0: back to like mad men
2: um I just started rewatching Mad Men the other night.
0: Oh, um, nice. I'm so jealous. I did, I did it less than a year ago, but I'm so jealous.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know how.
1: I don't know how much you guys were plugged into like the social media discourse back when <laughs> Mad Men was coming out, but like in that last season, everyone was like, "When are we gonna see the scene of Don jumping out of the window?" <laughs> yep. And I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me, people?" But that's, you know, like as a society, I, I, this is going to sound really like up my own ass and fart sniffy, but like, that's all we can handle these days. It's got, you have to spell things out. Otherwise people run online and come up with their, they let their imaginations run wild and, uh, and we can't be having
0: that. (laughs) I, I could talk about this all day. I don't want to because we have we have so much to talk about on this episode. Well, this discussion
1: is um, more interesting than the sixth issue of Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth. Well, that
0: that is certainly true. Uh, I was just going to say I don't know if either of you are familiar with the movie Twelve Monkeys, but mm-hmm. there's there's a line at the end of Twelve Monkeys that at the time uh, created like a fair amount of fan discourse, and it, it's so novel. I think people had that converse those conversations in person. And like nobody yelled about it on Twitter. If Twelve Monkeys came out now, when that guy says I'm in insurance on the plane, people would have had the most bullshit takes forever on it. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad I lived in a world before that. Essentially, I was like 10, but still, you know, 12, mm-hmm. whatever I was when Twelve Monkeys came out. Um. Anyway, yeah. This here's the thing, and we've said this before. There is some really effective stuff in each issue of Dark Crisis. However, the plot of Dark Crisis has not been moved since the first issue. It's the same thing that's happening in slow motion, and I've probably referenced this on the show before. But like, I one of my favorite novels is The Mezzanine by Little Baker. It takes place on a morning right up an escalator. It's an entire novel it takes place in someone's head, on like a fifty foot journey. I can dig that kind of media, but a a superhero crisis event should not be that uh, should not be like that. There's just there's so little that happens each issue. This really feels like a one shot or a two parter that's gotten stretched over seven issues now. And I'm the one who's probably highest on this book of the three of us.
2: Yeah, I don't even think I'd be generous, generous enough to say that there's been, like, good stuff in every issue. <laughs> like, I don't, I can't actually tell you anything that's happened in this book so far. <laughs> um, I'm being, I'm being, like, facetious, obviously. I really, I, I, like, I know stuff has happened, but, um, yeah, it, uh, it is funny even to me that, like, I feel like we've talked about this before about how DC events have increasingly become just like getting to the ending. Like all that matters is what comes next. Yes. Um, like the events are now just prologue to whatever the new status quo shift is. Mm-hmm. And so we're all just kind of like waiting for the last issue to see how that lands. And it, it has never felt so blatant as with this book, I think where it has just been six issues of nothing. And now like, Everything is kind of resolved to the point where it's just like Deathstroke versus everyone, and
1: which, by the way, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) pu,
2: yeah. Well, and it's just like like the 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 Pariah stuff doesn't really matter the justice league dying doesn't really matter they're all back and they aren't as cool as they looked when they were in their fake worlds i really (laughs) thought they were going to keep those looks for the rest of the series but no alas could not be uh and yeah it's just like what a stinker i don't know like i don't know what else to say maybe this would read better if you read it all in trade all, all in one go i think that probably is true i think someone in the discord mentioned that catching yes, up recently yes. and it patreon.com and it slash
0: easy, easy three cast yeah
2: yeah and it probably would be and I, you know i've been saying for a while that i think uh at least me personally i i think that comics do read better in chunks rather than monthly uh you know, mo- monthly bite size issues, but like this series especially has just has just dragged and and has I think I I view it really negatively, just kind of based on how it's been presented, how it's been paced. About the only I mean the only good thing that I have had to really say about this series so far is the art. So and and the art is still good. Um, but I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, as usual, <laughs> uh, I fall somewhere in the middle. We were—we're we're both. Our positions are pretty
2: similar. How did you fall in between our positions?
1: Well, Zach said there—there doesn't—he doesn't even think there was anything good in this issue, really. And
2: oh, what—what what was good in this issue?
1: Well, here's the thing. No, I mean, I, I, hey, <laughs> look, <laughs> I'm basically on your side, but. What I We're all say, on the
0: same side Why is why do we always have to pit
1: ourselves against each other
0: <laughs> It's a bit I don't know
1: Let's have a three hour conversation offline about that um, <sighs> Fuck but... you
0: I had to find a stinger through that shit Don't even talk <laughs> to me about that
1: <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can't wait till we do like the 50 year retrospective I'll be and dead it's like...
0: I'll be dead <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Blesterol>. <laughs> um no, uh
0: David Carradine. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, no, just uh, just some terrible disease building inside of me. Okay.
1: Um uh so what what I like about this issue and really about this comic in general, if I if I'm being generous, is and a lot of this does have to do with the art. But there are some individual moments or pages where like if you were to pluck that out and make it just like a piece of original art you owned or a poster on your wall. Um they're effective uh in it in in using the DC iconography to replicate some replicate or echo something from the past that is intended to generate like a nostalgic or emotional response.
2: You mean like when John and Clark do team Gohan Super Saiyan 2 father son Kamehameha?
1: Correct. That's one example. Or even just John charging into that fight and saying, like, uh, this is a job for Superman or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been a couple of sequences with the Green Lanterns. But the the problem is, I I can point to a a dozen or two of these across these six issues. The problem is, first of all, some of them feel like they're used multiple times. Like, the Green Lanterns showing up. Like coming out of a a, a portal or something <laughs> has been done like two or three times in this has, series yes, at this yes. point, and we all love the Green Lanterns, and but and that's we love the Green Lanterns, we, don't we, folks? We love we love them, don't we, folks? N- not so much the new ones. Not we did, <laughs> did like. I did no. though. No, no, no we, love
0: did. Joe, we love Joe Mullen.
1: I did. The character I'm playing does not.
2: Oh, I thought uh, this was a. I just thought this was, again, a dig at me liking the, uh, the, um, crap. Who was the writer for that last Green Lantern book?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, N.K. jemison no. no. The, uh, the Jon Stewart one, the, the one that looked like shit.
1: Oh, Jeffrey Thorne. Jeffrey I Thorne, forgot that yeah. book even existed. <clears throat> well, no, it wasn't that. It was,
2: um, it I was... think about it all the time.
1: It was one of Donald Trump. It, it was one of Donald Trump read far sector. That's that's what I was doing. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> what um, a world what, what a world. I don't know if a world exists racially. in the
0: multiverse where Donald Trump would read far sector.
1: <laughs> really the young animal. Really the art was
0: very good. Yeah. <laughs> that's about all
1: I can say about. It. No, um uh what was i saying oh so like those things work in a vacuum for me and it's because they're depicted so well i think by the art also but 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 literally the entire book is built out of that you know the there's a point in this book where um i can't even remember if it was mr terrific or who is talking about the pariah's like antimatter cannon that he's been using and like Batman has to like rewire it to defeat pariah. There's an exposition dump about like the the uh the great darkness and the infinite Earths are both uh going to overpower Earth Prime and uh, unless we take the antimatter can't and it's like, oh my God, it couldn't have been uh it couldn't have been worse gibberish. I think to read there,
2: there's a scene in a book we're going to talk about tonight where Superman blasts his heat vision through a crystal to do a thing. And it's somehow explained like more, more gracefully and, 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 uh, yeah, <laughs> it's equally nonsensical, but it is, um, the way it's treated is, is much, uh, I guess more sensible.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and here's the thing. Um, I, I I don't want to let like I'm not really even knocking Joshua Williamson for that because I think he doesn't even care about that stuff, and neither do I, to be honest. But but then when then when it's in a book, it doesn't work, and it 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 feels like um an obligation, you know. Every moment where every moment where uh like something has to happen with Pariah to like explain something or explain what's going on or or you know what the dark army is doing or whether a pariah is in control or deathstroke is in control all of that feels like an obligation to the plot that nobody honestly cares about there's no weight to that stuff there's weight to these individual moments but only as individual moments that are signaling to you that you should care about them because you care about the fabric of dc history not about anything that's going on in this story and there's diminishing returns uh, again all this book is is a signal saying like hey you like this stuff right you love you love this you like this i'm going to show you this um but it's just going through the motions you know it's just so there's one there's one point where the shadow men from uh from the original crisis like fly out of the uh lantern the, corrupted lantern battery, battery, battery and yes. yeah and start attacking the green lanterns and it's like it's like one panel that takes up like a third of the page and that's it you know there's no like it's like family guy where like some jokes are just like we're not talking about jokes here but you know it's the same concept where like I'm just going to show you something and, and you're going to go, you're going to do the Leo point, you know? And that's the extent of the, of the transaction between the book and, and, and the reader, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It is really weird to, at times I even forget that like Williamson is doing this at times. It's hard for me to like, even imagine a writer behind this because it feels so <sighs> auto-generated in a way you yeah. know um, <clears throat> it really does feel like you trained a an AI on 80, 90 years of DC comics and this is what it spits out
1: maybe they did honestly like i that's a really amazing observation zach because it really does feel like um that
2: (laughs) or at least at least 40 years we'll say (laughs) yeah um maybe 50 um and and it's also like i i want to talk about something other than this other than this book but i can't like help thinking about like Going back to the beginning of Infinite Crisis, I mean Infinite Frontier, um, and like how much interesting potential was there. I find myself continually mixing up uh, Psycho Pirate and Pariah because I keep thinking about how cool the Psycho Pirate stuff was at the beginning of uh, Infinite Frontier and how he kind of filled the role that Pariah later took. In like the early stages of that stuff. And then I don't even remember what happened to Psycho Pirate now, um, but he just got yeeted in favor of what
0: was uh, it? Wasn't he on the the earth that like Barry got stuck on?
2: Maybe I don't remember. I, re- I literally do not remember. But just, like, remember how interesting that stuff was and, like, Darkseid's involvement. And now, like, everything... The thing that is, like, the most frustrating with this is, like, the whole Great Darkness thing has stripped everything of any kind of, like, meaning or import. Like, we're being thrown all of, like, the, you know, great DC villains or whatever. They're all together, but they're all basically just, like, zombies. Or, you know, it's, like... It's like an even we've talked about this before, it's like an even less interesting version of Blackest Night or something, but it's like the stuff with Darkseid was like really cool and interesting. And he's like, oh, there sides back and he's big and he's important again. But now like Darkseid's just like a bit player. He doesn't even matter. It and and just like the way that the story has been constructed and it it is just like stripped all like urgency and meaning and gravitas and uh Everything, everything has just been stripped from the story until there's. It, it feels like a a a resource that has been so like harvested that it's just like there's just a husk remaining. That's how it feels to me.
0: Mm-hmm. I I think all that's valid. You know, uh, it's a bummer because I think that Williamson has been doing. Relatively interesting stuff at DC since Rebirth. I think he's been one of the more reliable.
2: Oh yeah, like Flash is really good uh, for the most part. You know, um, yeah.
0: And I also think that he is. I think that the if you're if you're a person who who like who, who I used to be in in my period between reading comics like after college and my last sort of dive in as an adult, I would just go online and read what happened big picture in events because I cared about the plot. I didn't care about the minutia of it. And that's the darkest time of my comics reading life because ultimately, I don't think you should care about plot that much in comics. It's about everything. I mean, the plot needs to be good obviously, but there are so many other things that need to be good also. And I feel like if you're just looking at the plot of this, where this is going to end up, I think all of us would have co-signed before the event started like the multiverse is back, blah, 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 whatever the things are. I think we all would have been like, yes, this is a good thing. And I think we also will all feel good about the fact that it looks like there may not be a major character death in this, although uh, Oliver Queen is missing in this. And there's a panel that kind of makes it look like Booster Gold, Blue Beetle and Steel all get like wiped out by Pariah. But we don't get any confirmation on that. But I, I just think that this is this is an event that is not about taking anything off the table, but rather adding a bunch of new stuff to the table or at least putting stuff back on the table. And I think that's ultimately where DC should be going right now with after a decade and a half of just taking things off the table, it's nice to get it's nice to be in a position that isn't that. Yeah, but just because the ends are going to be what we want does not justify the means of this boring event book.
2: Right, and and we've also talked about before. We thought that this was <clears throat> where things were were going to, were going to be after Death Metal, too. Right. We, we thought we thought that all the things that you said that are probably going to be after Dark Crisis. we thought we would already be there, but we had to do an additional two years of song and dance mm-hmm. to get there. Um and you know it's probably Jeff John's fault.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a little while. Um any other final thoughts on this from either of you?
2: Mm, I'm I'm interested to see what happens in the last issue.
0: And uh I wanna retweet your Daniel Sampier is doing good work.
2: Yeah. Yeah absolutely <clears throat> I'm very excited for that Mark Wade one shot that's coming out. The Big Bang.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right. Up next is the Death of Superman 30th Anniversary Special. Um, This is there's four stories in this. Each are handled by more or less the main creative team for the four Superman books that were happening at the time of the Death of Superman. So it's Action Comics, Superman, Superman the Man of Steel, and Adventures of Superman. And um, I just want to say, like, whether or not this book is good or not will depend on your, I think, a number of of personal opinions on people. But it's really cool that, first of all, it's very lucky that all of these creative teams are still alive and still doing work in comics. And it's especially Uh cool that DC is recognizing them. It wasn't that long ago. It's 30 years ago. (laughs) There, there are some comics from ten years ago that the creative teams aren't still alive or working in comics.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I know, but yeah,
0: I'm just saying it's it's. I like that DC is doing this. The, yes. These are, and and again, like some of these creators, like Butch Geist, was young when he was doing this, but Jerry Ordway was already a veteran when he was doing this stuff. It's not like these were you know super young creators. These were DC's like heavy hitters at the time. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, the first story is called "The Life of Superman." It's written and illustrated by Dan Jurgens. This is a story about when John Kent learns about Doomsday. This is a pretty lazy story, but I want to point out that Juergens John Kent just, just looks like a regular adult shrunk down. <laughs> and, and sometimes
2: talks like one.
0: Yes. It's <laughs> it's a really ugly John Kent. And for the person who co-created that character, uh, he should be better at at, at, at drawing him. Yeah. He just, he just doesn't look good.
2: There's a line in here where where john has like found out and he's like questioning lois about it Uh, i'm trying to get it pulled up because it's like so funny where he's just he's basically just like yeah here it is he says uh so you're big time journalist lois lane and the truth should always be your deal right it's like i don't think i would have talked to my mom like that when i was like eight years old
0: (laughs) i don't know (laughs) He just looks everything in this issue that he is in looks like it's a forced perspective thing where he's just standing farther away from the camera so he looks yeah. smaller. It's it's bad. It's Jer- funny. Yeah.
2: But I, but the Jurgen's art in general is very good. Um he, just, he is just one of those artists who can't really draw kids, I think.
0: Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah th- his art is so associated with this era that you know, it's perfect. I love his Superman.
2: Yeah. It's good. You want to know the nuttiest thing about this story? (laughs) What's that? Uh, It is a prelude to his backup in action. (laughs) Is it really? (laughs) Yeah. If you check the solicits, it talks about the Doombreaker coming back.
0: Wow. Cool. (laughs) Vincent, do you think of this? I mean, yeah,
1: it's, it's you you're reading it for the for the Jurgen's return to superman art and aside from what you said about John Kent which i agree with um you pretty much get that now the one thing i will say is i could be i could be wrong cuz i haven't read like the entire like all the death of superman stuff mm-hmm. but i feel like the layouts here I feel like the layouts here are more modern um compared to that stuff from the 90s and so I feel like it has a slightly different visual look to it even if the the actual like line work is is very good and very what we expect from Jurgens but uh, maybe it's the coloring too uh, you know technology's come a long way since then but the art doesn't even though even though it's Jurgens, it doesn't like scream '90s too much to me, which I uh, think I, that can either be a good or bad thing depending on how you feel about
2: that art. I feel like it is the coloring. Now that you mention yeah. it, I think that's I think that's got to be it. That's the other thing is
0: if you're if the biggest piece of Death of Superman you've read is that final issue. That entire issue is splash pages.
2: Right. Yeah. So
0: so maybe you're just thinking of that as.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Yeah.
2: Did did I ever tell you guys that the first way I consumed the death of Superman was the Roger Stern novelization? Yes, you have. (laughs) Yeah, you have. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) I love that. My first way was the uh, video game. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, My first way was uh, reading my cousin's issue that he bought. He opened the, uh, the poly bag. Oh man! And uh, I think he might have bought two, but I kept one polybagged and one not. I remember reading going, going to his house the day it came out and reading it. Whoa! Surely that thing is worth like millions at yeah. this point. I had a polybagged version for a while, and I sold it when it was probably worth like thirty bucks, mm. and that's got to be way more than it's worth now. So, um, yeah. The um, only thing worse than that when they did the Return of Superman. Like when he came back, they did that issue in a white poly bag, and everybody ordered it, thinking it was going to be as big as the death one. And one of the comic shops I used to go to as a kid would give you three of them with every purchase you made because they ordered so many of them. <laughs> they would just give you three of the poly bag uh, Return of Superman ones. That's 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 how. But how much of a bust that was. One
1: one for kissing, one for not kissing, and I, I don't know what you do with the third one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you you can buy the. Uh, Death of Superman in a poly bag now with the armband still for it looks like uh, about 20 or 30 bucks. Mm. So, and they're claiming the Adventures of Superman 500 poly bag is worth five. Again, I cannot believe that's true, but anyway.
2: Well, things do become more scarce over
0: time. People lose them. There are so many of them, though. There were so many of them. Anyway, um, any other thoughts on this story before we move on to the next one? Mm, no. Second one's called Above and Beyond. It's by Jerry Ordway and Tom Grummet. This is about the Kens looking through their collection of Superman clippings. It does not have the fatal heart attack that would claim Pot Kent when uh, after Superman dies. This was fine. Whatever. Yeah.
2: You know, the biggest uh, miss, I think uh with this i wish that they had done it like i know like in the triangle era like the books were still telling individual stories they didn't like completely go like one part to another but it would have been cool if this was all like one long connected story yeah uh and, and it was and like half this book is the jerkin story
0: yeah yeah
2: these other these other are, are these others are like eight to ten pages, so they're kind of uh, they're not the main attraction, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, anything to say about this one?
1: <clears throat> um, no, but it it, I mean, I'm not gonna knock any of the work here, but uh, this one just felt like Uh, these these stories just feel like they don't really have much to say about right um about the event that that we kind of didn't already know or that isn't just like extremely well-worn territory for superman uh i don't i guess i wouldn't expect an anthology like this to be like (laughs) groundbreaking (laughs) or like (laughs) give us a new angle on everything but but Uh, the, the, the one question I have about this is are there something, because I haven't read all the old stuff necessarily, I'm wondering if there are bits and pieces here, uh, that I would appreciate more if I actually had, because otherwise this is, this comes off as a very surface level, like though, this was our son Clark and this is who he was and, and, uh. Damn it. He's a good person. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if there's more to it than that. uh, Based on like the story that was being told in the nineties,
0: there is a really nice bit of um, Lois Lane and Ma Kent becoming very close. Like after the death of of Clark and of Jonathan. I now that I'm saying that, did Jonathan cannot die. then I'm almost positive he died when he finds out that Clark died. Uh, uh,
2: no, he doesn't. He doesn't because remember he, he no he has like, a heart attack. Goes... He's fine.
0: He, he he does have a heart attack though. Yes, okay. Yeah, because
2: he like goes into like Kryptonian heaven to like yes get yes his yes soul. you're right
0: yes you're right okay but he he does have a heart attack yeah but so there's a nice bit like the Kents have a nice bit with Lois, um, you know, like later on in in that stuff um but other than that this doesn't this doesn't add a lot it really doesn't uh yeah all right let's uh move on to the next part which is called standing guard by Roger Stern and Butch Geis this is a guardian story uh Jim Harper guardian and again like if you were reading these books at the time Jim Harper was a big part of them and i understand why you would want to tell this story but this really doesn't tell you much about the character at all it doesn't doesn't it do much new with the character i should say
2: uh yeah it's more just like uh it's almost like a tone piece for me you know yeah it's nice just seeing this era presented you know this guardian the the um <clears throat> the cadmus stuff double x it's i i just like i have a soft spot for all of that stuff so it's just kind of cool to to see
0: mm-hmm. the art's really good too i, I yeah, love guys his art in this yeah butch guys is really good and he, he does a very nice job here
1: mm-hmm. the shading it's very moody uh again i i i don't think it's like I don't think it looks straight out of the 90s, but there is some there's some technique done here to kind of emulate a little bit of that, at least at least more than the other stories in this did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coloring is a little bit different. The shading is very evocative at times.
0: Yeah, the art is definitely the highlight of this one. Um but like you said, Zach, it, it is nice to just be reminded of this era. And uh, what I liked about the Superman books of this era is that even though Clark was certainly a part of them, especially after the death of Superman, each book took on these sort of additional characters like Guardian or Steel, who we'll get to in a minute. And, um, you know, it never really lost its Superman focus, but it did this nice job of giving you a Superman story through the lens of these other characters. And you definitely get that in here. Um yeah. Lastly we have the story called Time, written by Louis Simonson, illustrated by uh John Bognavone. And this is a, a steel story, and you know, I, I think that the, the steel origin has gotten a little bit muddled over the the, the last, you know, thirty years. But this does a really good job of sort of reminding you who Steele was when the when the character sort of came about. And uh you know, yeah. I thought that this was again another tone piece. It looks good. It's nice to see John Henry get a, a story, but it's 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 I didn't think this was very essential either.
2: Yeah, I like the art. <clears throat> um but yeah.
1: Vinci? Uh, yeah, I don't have much more to add. Um, uh, yeah, it was interesting to, to return to this like, because even in my mind's eye, I forget, you know, (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, you're right. That was, that was probably the most interesting thing about this one for me, but again, yeah, very much like, well, here's, here's steel who would have been helping people when all this was going down. And Yeah, again, it's all it's all stuff that like you either could have intuited or doesn't doesn't necessarily add much. It's, you know, this is really nothing other than like a celebration of. That time, and it's it's not. At at no point in time is it interested at all in in subverting your expectations,
0: right? Right.
1: I don't think you should expect it to. I, I think I think on that. On those grounds, it's not for me because I haven't, you know, maybe, maybe someday when uh, when we read the entire Death of Superman arc for <laughs> the uh, Patreon or whatever, <laughs> uh, I can return to this and maybe have a little more appreciation for it. But but as it is, uh, I'm only getting the most surface level. These are who these characters
0: are and were and. I actually think you'd have less appreciation for it if you were super familiar with it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just because I feel like so much of this is, is doing the, you know, here's Tony Soprano. Here he is with his wife, Carmela stuff where, where if you're, if you're super familiar with that, you're not going to necessarily get the same kick out of it. Right. Sure. Yeah. It reminds me of like when people would get excited that
1: uh, Marv Wolfman was writing a, another story with raven or whatever because they just remember liking marv wolfman it doesn't matter if the story is any good or
0: not right right
1: if this book should exist it's yeah that's kind of what this is
0: too they it's need cool. more raven daughter of darkness no matter what absolutely yeah all right well let's take a break and uh strap in folks we got two books more to talk about and they're both gonna have some conversation around them so stay tuned
2: Hello, denizens of Earth-1218! We are the hosts of Make Mine Multiversity, a twice-monthly podcast. I'm Jaina.
1: And I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we
2: do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight
1: champion coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior.
0: Excelsior indeed. And we are back with it. Uh, should we talk about the, the should we talk about Wildcats first? Cuz that's going to be a quicker discussion. Sure. Sure. All right. <laughs> Wildcats number 1 written by Matthew Rosenberg, illustrated by Steven Segovia. Um All right. <laughs> I would say that one person on this show, I'm not going to say who, one of the three of us has been openly saying how bad this book is going to be. And I would say one or maybe two of us have been cautiously optimistic about it. I am here to apologize to the person who said this is going to be bad. You are totally right. This is fucking <laughs> horrible. I can't believe how bad this first issue was. <laughs>
2: it it is It is worse than I could have ever imagined.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is hard this is this is the worst number one that d c has put out for an ongoing series in I can't even tell you how long since rebirth, maybe
2: <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I can't There's no I way can't. of knowing there yeah. is no way of knowing it's it's atrocious though it's like the writing is so bad
0: like, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, oh, I was just gonna say like, I just don't, I don't, and I don't know. I like, I, I don't, I don't want to besmirch besmirch the name of the writer on this book, <laughs> but like, they are known for like writing some good stuff, and I have not. This this is this work does not even feel like. Similar to their other work that I have read at DC. You know what I mean? Like this this is like next level stuff.
0: I don't know. This book has so much bleeped out cursing. (laughs) It's unreadable. Yes, with the only intention to show us how fucking badass these characters are. Oh yeah. Edgy. And it's it it is unreadable. It is Um, it's just god. God damn it.
2: They they do a a weird thing in this where they open up with what is like the you know like original wildstorm origin for this stuff. Mm. But then it's played as like a bit that yeah. Grifter does where he just like comes up with these wild wacky stories
1: incomprehensible and-
2: and then later, they make one of the wild, wacky stories, basically, like, deceased.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Yep.
2: And it's just like, what are we doing? Like, what is this book? <laughs> you know? And it's like a funny... I feel like it's a funny... It could be a funny gag in if it was better executed. But it's done, it is done so poorly that you don't even really realize that that's what the writer is doing until the second until Rosenberg does it the second time and even then Mm -hmm. I was kind of like is this is this bullshit like I don't know you know it's it's played as a gag but it's a it's a confusing and bad gag I think (laughs) (laughs) because I feel like like long time Wildstorm people will come to this and be like oh okay like this is the origin and maybe like kind of I'm like i'm not even like you know my my wild storms stuff really like is rooted and starts with like the war ellis stuff but like i i know enough to to like see this and I'm like okay yeah that's the thing and it kind of flew over my head at first that like oh this is a this is a bit um i don't know the characters are very unlikable Um,
1: everybody sucks nobody's nobody's like well drawn except for cole cash who's the who sucks who's like the worst
0: (laughs) this is the worst version of cole cash too yeah and that's really
1: bad and that's saying something because yeah he's not you know my type of guy in any sense what i also the worst design What is what is what is with what he's wearing and the mask and then his like short his like uh uh that short that caesar haircut i was gonna say yeah he's pulling,
0: pulling a caesar like it's the late 90s and he's george looney
1: yeah which like it's not that that is not how do you make cole cash more generic looking than he than he all already was you know yeah um oh boy and you know what else i hate about this everything but, so the, the thing the thing that zach mentioned about like here's the here's the wild storm origin and then or the or the premise and then oh uh, this is just some story i'm telling this guy um which is just so like comes off as so like smug and also confusing because like we need we need to all be honest with ourselves there's been so many attempts to kind of you took the uh, words out of my
0: mouth yes yeah there's been so this is many not att- bruce wayne Saying I became Batman after a, a rocket crash landed here and I crawled <laughs> out of it. Right? We all know that origin well enough to know that's not true. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but
1: and and also there have been so many attempts to launch a new Wildstorm, whether they were like failed attempts or attempts that worked for a while. Or you're talking about Warren Ellis's like imprint that was completely separate from everything, or the one where the New Fifty Two one where it's straight up integrated into the fabric of, of DC's history insofar as the new 52 goes Um, now to come out with a new wildcats, number one. And unless you guys read some promotional material that I didn't, it's not been explicit about where this all exists or what we're supposed is this supposed to be a a blank slate or a clean start
2: i feel like we have no idea all we know is that it's like spinning out of the stuff that rosenberg did in the tiny and batman run like a year and a half ago right which
1: is very much of in the dcu obviously and then but it doesn't feel that way it feels like like there are moments where i was reading this where i was like is this supposed to take place on a different earth is this like Is this like a new member of the infinite multiverse? Because honestly, it feels like that. sometimes. Yeah. When they when they come across Oliver Queen, I'm like, is that supposed to be the one from the Justice League that we know? I don't know.
2: (laughs) It's weird. Can we talk about how bad it is that this Caitlin Fairchild, who is like clearly like a young child, but when she powers up, she gets big and has giant boobs uh, is
1: is that even what's going on? Because this is this is like um, also not great
2: Segovia art. So maybe that... that's what it, that's what it looked like to me. Um, OK,
0: they keep calling her a child, but I don't know if that's them being insulting to her. She looks or...
2: like a young kid. I feel like when she is like her normal self, you know, or oh. at least like maybe like a young teenager. That sucks.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's that's no good. Uh, the other thing I hate, I I didn't even actually mention what it was. <laughs> what it was. Um, there's a bit that they repeat a couple times where, like like, Grifter says, "My name is Cole Cash." People who don't like me call me Grifter. And then later, uh, her name is Zana. People who don't want to live call her Zealot. So they're doing, they're very much doing the thing where it's like. Oh, these superhero names, these these aliases are are so hacky and so corny. Uh so so if you don't like me, that's what you're going to call me.
2: <laughs>
1: you know. Yep. Like fuck off with that. It's it's the year 2022, okay? We're we're over that. Um It's also terrible as a first issue if you're if they're trying to rope in anybody who might be interested in Wildstorm who is uninitiated good luck um because you you have no idea why any of this is happening uh or who these people are and again like Cole Cash is the only one that's that the only one that's kind of like like fleshed out as a character a little bit but it's just it's all through shorthand like oh this is the Han Solo uh except you hate him (laughs) <laughs> you know what like the okay they run into that scientist who's like doing when he finds out that they're doing tests on on the monkeys oh he blows his head off yeah how oh man
0: how how edgy
1: <laughs> how edgy and then uh later in the
0: movie men at work by the way yes there's a there's a part where charlie sheen punches somebody and says what's that for and he says for the environment that's exactly what the scene was, mm-hmm. Him yep. basically just making a, a very clunky political statement. Yeah, which doesn't fit in the with the character or the book at all. And then later he gets
1: into a, a bar fight while he's drinking a beer, and then he like halfway through the fight he turns to the bartender and he's like, "I'll take another one when you get the time." The <laughs> fuck off! That's so. That's so like. Well, look at this unbothered badass who's bleeding from his nose. And you know what I mean? It's so like, ugh. I can picture like this is this is the Ryan Reynolds character from the Blade movies. (laughs) You know,
0: Uh, I believe it was only one Blade movie. He was whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: the third one. I think you're
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this sucks. Um, This is very bad. Oh, I think it's been a while since we've been this openly hostile about a book on this show.
2: Yeah, I was like moderately excited about this book. I don't want to read a, a, another issue.
0: No, I, I, I think I'm done with this book. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, so before we round it up, then just to respond to what you said, Brian, about it's been a while since we've been this down on a on a new book. I think a recurring theme on this show is that we've talked about we've talked about how like um, the big two are generally so savvy at making comics that are at least passable, you know? Right. Like, I feel like, like the editorial staffs at these two companies are smart enough these days where the worst books are like just inoffensive, unmemorable. They're not making these wild choices that, that um are just ill-fitting you know um nobody's doing nobody's doing like like I feel like everybody's playing safe enough that nobody's doing like really cringy stuff anymore that you're gonna look back on and like ooh that was really politically incorrect or that was a a problematic choice yeah this I feel like this book though is just it's littered with the types of bad choices. That um, from like eras of comics past, you know, the just the characterizations of these characters just being. They seem like they're from that murky mid 2000s era where you would get really off putting abrasive comics because in the name of being edgy, kind of like you said, you know, that they
0: don't really do anymore. Just my last question for you, Vince, is uh, would you say that all the Creators here were wearing bad idea jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. Okay, okay. Um,
1: oh, you oh, you want to know what the the worst thing about this book is? Though? <laughs> then we have to move on because we yes. have other
0: yes. bizarre books to talk about. Yeah.
1: Uh, Cole Cash is wearing Spike Spiegel's jacket and jacket and and undershirt collared shirt uh, combo from Cowboy Bebop.
2: I didn't notice that and I'm not I don't even want to look to confirm it. <laughs> go go back
1: and look at that and 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 tell me that it doesn't tell you everything you need to know about what the creators think that they're doing here and they're not.
0: <laughs> anyway, right.
1: we can we can move on.
0: <laughs> Let's move on to a book that I don't even know how we're gonna talk about it because it's just, <laughs> it it is something Dude. else altogether. I and
1: want if, Zach to go first. He That's is going to. He is going
0: to is going.
2: spikes jacket. Miami. <laughs> right.
0: we're talking about the new Golden Age one shot written by Jeff Johns with a slew of artists: Diego alert Alortagui, Alortagoo. I don't know how we. Pre- Sorry,
1: Brian. I just thought of you. Should just pronounce it the way that. No, don't. <laughs>
0: no, I'm not gonna do that. Ah, uh, JP Mayer, Jerry Ordway, Steve Lieber, Todd Nock. Scott Collins, Victor Bogdanovich, Brandon Peterson, and Gary Frank. Uh, Zach, start us off with this book. This is really
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I thought I was out,
0: pull <laughs> me <laughs> back in. <laughs> Told you so, Vinci. Told you so. <laughs> oh, I,
2: I really enjoyed every bit of this like the whole thing like i i understand like how on my bullshit i am in this but this is uh <laughs> uh this is um this is exactly what i want when reading a dc comic uh this is this is 100% exactly what i want so if i'm problematic in saying that I'll quit the podcast.
1: Let's not
0: threaten you with a good time. (laughs) No no comment on that. Uh. um, In in stark contrast to what Zach just said, this is exactly what I don't want from a Justice Society status quo. This is 100% what I don't want. That's not a necessary comment on the quality of it, which I'll get to in a moment, but having not had a JSA presence in 12 years, almost 11 years, and then to have it come back and just be like bullshit Watchmen, wishy-washy stuff is the definition of not interesting to me.
2: I don't think this is bullshit. There's two things I want to say. I, I didn't say this is how I want my JSA. This is how I want my DC comics. okay Okay. i don't think that this is i i'm interested to see how much of this obviously a lot of this is going to be in jsa but i'm interested to see like what some of the ancillary stuff is and what like how this affects the greater dcu there's just like a lot of stuff in here there's not a lot of watchmen in this
0: no but all of it is filtered through the like
2: the Dr. Fadus, Dr. Manhattan kind of thing. Is that what yeah, you're
0: getting at? I just, it, it all feels like as you're reading this, you're supposed to be doing the Vince McMahon uh, um, stages of excitement thing as you figure out that it's actually the, about Watchmen stuff.
2: But it's really not, though. Like, it's like, I don't, I, that's like only a small bit of it. Like, I actually like, Aside from the two pages of Watchmen stuff, there is almost no Watchmen stuff because.
0: But it's all it, it's threaded throughout the way it was through Flashpoint Beyond, right? Like, no,
2: it's really not, though. Like where where other Watchmen stuff is there?
0: I mean, anything to do with the Time Masters is watchman related
2: no i don't yeah, think they're, so
0: they're, they're we know that from flash yeah, well beyond. they're like
2: looking they're looking for that thing but they're yes. also like yeah but like that's just like one thing that they're doing there's also like that that feels like uh completely disconnected from the like justice society stuff which is the the helena and the Per Degaton and the the lost children like that that feels it, it does to me feel like two separate stories. I know that we have been told that the Washington stuff is going to intersect with the JSA somehow, but I, I didn't, they come across as completely different things to me when reading this issue.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. I feel like there's another book that that stuff's going to happen in and they, and it may intersect because all the John stuff is going to be, it's, it's like a uh, own meta narrative or whatever, but, i I kind of agree with that I feel like I feel like that's going to happen
0: somewhere else. see, I don't think there's anywhere else for it to happen though mm, I, think I think that's in
2: <clears throat> just another mini series or something. we're already getting a spin off mini of this book,
0: the Stargirl one yeah yeah um but I but, I but i
2: remember that. Insane, gonna... like what what then
0: because they're gonna make Gary
1: Frank draw it.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's why. But I, I do think that somewhere in like some interview, John said that the Watchmen stuff was. Or I think it's in the solicits. There, and some Watchmen characters have been mentioned in the the JSA solicits. So, mm-hmm. if I'm not, I may be conflating that with this issue. I, I honestly can't remember, and it there's no se- way to check.
0: Yeah, it just seems to me like this is like these two stories are going to be intertwined and the other thing is this i feel like i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because on one hand the helena wayne stuff is clearly earth two stuff right like that her story is a story that takes place entirely on earth Two, and yet the jsa stuff that i really enjoy the modern day jsa stuff was all stuff took place on earth it's like the earth ones of after crisis where everything was merged this so this is this is both like i like the multiversal stuff coming back but also this is not the jsa stuff necessarily that i would want to get i don't want the watchman stuff and per Degaton is like he's a very classic jsa villain but he's a he's an obnoxious jsa villain because they use him to do all the worst timey wimey time travel stuff.
2: Uh see, you know, I, you know, I. The fact that you even say timey wimey, you, you know <laughs> that you are catering to me. Like, I know, I know,
0: but that is it. But that is not. What this, is, I'm, again, he, this is he, not he is what I
2: stupid, sexy, evil David Tennant at this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: He looks so cool. That scene. Um. The um. I'm not sure who the artist. is. It might be Knock of like him it's uh it's like page 12 in our in our review copy where it's like him like in shadow and all the like lost children around it like that Mm -hmm. i'm i'm like hooting and hollering you know like this is so dumb it's good i love it um it i i was grinning the entire time i was reading this i know you were but you say that it's clearly Earth too. the Helena stuff probably is, but there is still some Earth, you know, like normal Earth. And I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see what the distinction is post Dark Crisis, like how all of this multiversal yes. stuff yes. works. Because yes. like the Khalid Doctor Fate stuff, that's clearly like our Earth. Well, yeah, I think.
0: Uh, yes, absolutely, that is our Earth, and 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 there is again, it's just this just feels like John's had like four ideas. And they all wind up in this book, even if they don't necessarily connect in ways that make sense right away. Like the Helena stuff is not really JSA stuff, but it kind of is. The Khalid stuff is not really JSA stuff, but it kind of is. The Watchmen stuff certainly isn't JSA stuff. Um, it's just it's, it, And then the Per Degaton stuff is a brand new bit of Of you know, JSA lore with these, with the lost children. Um, I think that there, there could be good (laughs) stuff coming out of this. It just is very much not what I hoped it would be.
2: I I do wonder how, if this Helena stuff is really earth Two though, because there, the, the part that makes me question it is there's the bit where Helena finds out that Bruce is, batman and Catwoman. woman selena goes after him and 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 says sl- something along the lines of like after what happened to tim after what happened to stephanie and Debian right, and, and, right. and and those are characters that are way more strongly associated with earth one not to say that they couldn't exist in earth Two, but also there's a line about the joker's son <laughs> what is that <laughs> yes <even? laughs> yes
1: well that's been isn't that one of the lost children uh or no
2: well that's there's the did you read the back matter I
1: did. So there's the Harlequin
2: son, but she—he is the the son of the Golden Age Harlequin.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. And not although
2: the, his his father is unknown.
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah. Okay, it's All the right. freaking Joker. It's
2: the freaking Joker. No, it's, it's probably the freaking Joker. It's it's Bruce Wayne. That be oh, that's twisted. <laughs> anyway, um, this is. Everything about this is just made for me. I think, like, I I enjoyed every thread. The back, talking about the back.
0: Oh god, that broke my brain. Well, that's (laughs) that's also made. That's also made for me. You know me with my who's who stuff.
2: Sure, sure. But it's like fake Um,
0: who's who stuff. Well, these are all the lost children,
1: right? But but I'm like some
2: of this is real though, right? Like
1: no, no.
2: This 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 aqua the golden age Aquaman is not from more fun comic 73 and stuff
0: i don't believe so i don't believe so that red that red lantern that red lantern didn't exist yeah cherry bomb was not a character no i think all of this is is brand new
2: well john Uh. henry yeah there was a john henry and new frontier but not a john henry jr okay you're right you're right so this is all like fabricated stuff yes yeah yeah. which which although although thaddeus brown is real though right here's the thing
1: Here's the thing. So, some of these are real insofar as, like, we, the, the, the the actual, like, children characters are not real. But a lot of the stuff in the,
0: like, you could... In the back matter is real, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Right.
1: Um, but, like... But, like...
2: That's even better to me. Like, I couldn't tell with some of this stuff, and... and... In some ways, there literally is no way to check because a lot of the, these issues that they're referencing aren't easily accessible. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> I can't just get on DC Universe and look them look them up. I'd have Bye. to go to a website that shows me s- stupid, sexy Lois Griffin. Um, <laughs> So
1: and, and let me tell you, you won't last 20 seconds.
2: No, you will uh, but I kind of I like that even better. I I like that I mean, you know Jeff johns's shtick sch- was always doing these like really you know, at the time seemingly like very clever retcons that played really well with old continuity. Uh-huh. And inserting new ideas into old continuity to tell new stories and that this is like the first time that he has really done that uh-huh. in a decade.
1: Yes. I I will say, I mean, I haven't said what I thought about this yet. You haven't. No. <laughs> can, can I, can I, can I can, bounce that in here? Yeah, well, please. please do. Well, as usual, I'm somewhere in between <laughs> you guys. Um, I so Zach is totally in the bag for this, and I knew he would be. Like the second I finished it, I was like, "This is going to be the only thing Zach cares about at DC for the foreseeable future." Like, this is the only thing he's going to want to read, and he's going to be in whole cloth. And I knew Brian wouldn't like it because Brian tipped his hand like a week ago when he was like, he didn't want the watchman stuff dovetailing into, into jsa or, or or to dovetailing into any of this and i agree with that but i i don't know what to think i i honestly don't know i'm
0: interested in it i don't know if i like it does that make sense like i am fascinated i, I am in a similar boat actually I, okay I, there is a lot of me that is that wants to keep reading because i don't know what's coming next yeah but when, I, I also which is
2: like the best thing in well, no, cape okay. comics to me i
0: mean yes and
1: no yeah yes and no
2: well okay i obviously i i say that in that the real best thing in cape comics which is like a genuinely good story with great art is so rare that i can never count on it <laughs> correct
1: that is correct i i i read um whatever happened to the man of tomorrow I re I reread it the other night be- for a thing I'm doing with Greg uh-huh. and I read those two issues and I, I put down my tablet and I like, I had to pause for like five minutes because I was like, this is what, this is what every comic should aspire to be. Basically a full story told in two issues <laughs> <laughs> that is among the greatest stories ever told. That is perfectly executed in writing and art. And like, it reminded me that, you know, we read so much Drek. It reminded me that I actually do love superhero comics and they still can affect me. And even a comic that I've read before can affect me. Um, and it's, just, it, it, it reinvigorated something in me that says like, no, what, what I'm doing is still like a worthwhile Endeavor, but you're right, Zach. It's so rare that you cannot count on it. So, so yes. Yeah, so I see what you're saying. You you come across something like this, and it might not be that, but it's something where you don't know what you're going to get, and it's exciting on those grounds. Yes. And I, as I was reading this, as I was going through each section, I was enjoying bits and pieces of it. The, a lot of the art is very good in this. Um. And just seeing the Justice Society all together again was good. The the Helena Wayne stuff was teasing at my brain. The Dr. Fate stuff, it's the first time I've been kind of invested in the Justice League Dark stuff a little bit, um, for as long as I can remember. Uh, but it wasn't until I got to the back matter where I was like, what is this? what am i reading because you're right like this is the old johns thing where he's redoing continuity or or telling you secret histories of things that you thought were real or recontextualizing them except he's never and i'm i'm not saying this is good or bad i'm not putting a value judgment on this when i say this it's never been this audacious before i think and what i mean by that is like they're they're literally putting they're literally telling you the Green Lantern number one from 1941 features a character by the name of Sokov the Red Lantern. Sokov, <laughs> Sokov, that's his last name. I, I'm it's joking. Russian. Yeah, Sokov. Yes, that is what this comic is doing. Exactly. Um No, but that, I feel like it's that tweet about. Uh, uh, Oh god, what is that? What is that? I i only know the variation that I saw recently that was like Halloween is Grinch night. No, it's not. That's not true. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I'm talking yeah. about? Like yes, people, yes. people come on, people will come on this website and say anything. Yep. So and so can get it. No, that's not true. Or I don't or no, it was Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown has hoes. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> that's not true. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I read the the back matter and it said Green first appearance Green Lantern number one volume one nineteen forty one and I said no it's not that's not true <laughs> and, and I can't believe they're doing that and I and I don't know why like why would why would they put that there it's not real <laughs> you know what I mean like
0: I mean I get why. Because the Why? whole idea because the whole idea behind this is that these characters are supposed to be remembered, but they're not. And so it's part of the it's part of the like it's part of the metatextual thing where like, see, they were real. You just don't remember them, but they're there, you know, and 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 also like, you know, this is one of those things where. I think when it first of all, Jeff Johns fell in love with back matter with Doomsday Clock, he never cared <laughs> beforehand but with Doomsday Clock, he started he's doing the Alan Moore thing, and now he's hooked on this. But what I was going to say is, like, I think you have to go into this, like...
2: that's I I would say that's not entirely true because he always used to do, like, a bunch of, like, secret file stuff all the time. Yes. Uh, but yeah. it was, like, separate. It wasn't ever done like
0: this. Yeah. It, right. I think with the Johns comic, with the comic in general, like, you, everything that happens within the comic is part of the fiction of the comic, right? Mm-hmm. Even the back matter. Yeah. So I think that this is... You know, and, and again, I know that these are not comic characters in the fiction of the comic, but it's just I it, it that didn't bother me at all. I was bothered by many other things in this book, not by now. Yeah,
1: well, and I'm not even I'm not even necessarily bothered, but I'm not bothered. I'm fascinated. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated because, um, because these companies are pretty precious with specific references like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like. Um unless it's an obvious joke editors don't put references to comics that are lies in editors boxes Gosh, you know what i mean you
2: know what i hope so much from this i just had this idea was that that they reprint stuff
1: that they yes. reprint like greenland yes
2: yes i had yes. that
1: exact same thought and i want that too because because why the hell not because why not I- that's actually the only way to make this um again I'm not offended by it I don't think like I don't have a problem with it but it's the only way to pay off on that idea in a truly
2: interesting way. That would be so fun I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if, because what if... so many of these if they're not going to reprint them anyway, like they're not going to no. actually reprint more Fun Comics 73.
2: And if they did it like the like the black like the blackest night issues, I was you just know, gonna, like, that's
0: exactly what I was gonna say, Zach. This is way more. Done. This is way more interesting that it's gonna end up. Oh
2: yeah, um, but oh yeah, it could happen though. is could thing. like <laughs> could happen. Look at could look at him. He's in. He's that in would so be hard. So he's cool. back. He's back. Zach's Zach. back. Yep. I'm not really back. Um, because you, as cool as this is, I would still rather be like a catching up on i don't know uh but, but play playing through all the trails games but still there's a sick part of my brain that sees this and is just like i have to follow everything related to this until it reaches a conclusion or i burn out
1: yeah yeah and 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 i feel the same way and it's like i mean don't get me wrong i i,
2: I genuinely enjoyed this yeah same i did yeah this with- was the best thing I read this week and and it it from d c is it, in a while I think other I, you know, other than like the things that are actually good, yeah, <laughs> in see, the main d c u you know what I mean
1: uh-huh uh-huh you and and see i I genuinely enjoyed it, but with I'm keeping it at arm's length still because I can't trust that. I don't feel like I can trust it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
2: I, I, I do feel that way as well. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But uh, against all odds, shut up, Brian. Um, I feel like, <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like this is a world of, and I didn't want to think this about about a Jeff Johns comic in twenty twenty two. But this is an entire corner of the DCU that I could just dig into now. And now I feel that way about the John's corner. And I feel that way about the Mark Wade corner. And that's literally all you need. And that's all I need. And it, it disgusts me on a certain level because it feels regressive. It is. Yeah. It
2: it feels like we're going back. You know, we are, (laughs) but you know, Cape comics are like the most regressive. They are they're form actually, of entertainment that exists. I think they're
1: actually an open door to fascism, uh, according to some, and I don't that, yeah. necessarily
2: disagree. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I
1: don't. I don't. Obviously, I'm not you know, uh, in favor of any of that. Like, obviously, but but you watch what happens every five, ten years. How can you think anything else? Yeah, other than that yeah and i totally well like like i i wanted i wanted dc so badly to just cut the cord and go full 5g go full you know whatever you want to call it into this screaming into this new era with all those young justice league youngsters future state blah 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 but that they're just never gonna that's not gonna happen (laughs) not gonna
2: happen this is what we're gonna get every time right but also this is like in some ways the closest that we could come to that too. in in bits of this like the Helena stuff feels like
1: that kind of
2: you know sort of (laughs) I mean we have power girl like in the 70s
1: I don't know if that helps the case but yeah and what, what do you mean I don't know that that i think that's the opposite of five g
2: how is that that was a, that was what five g was though was that it was like putting everything in a realistic timeline or semi realistic you know what i mean
1: right but it was it was well we'll have to see what happens after uh after dark crisis but it we was, will it, have
2: to we'll have to see yeah because it yeah. looks like so like it looks like <clears throat> it looks like we are getting like a new justice league, justice society with a lot of the younger characters but it's they're still kind of like the old young characters. Well, yeah, so right? what I was going to
0: say is it, the interesting way that this kind of all ties together is that it was announced yesterday or today that Stargirl's ending this year. This is the last season of the Stargirl show. Oh, and a lot of what John's is doing with the younger characters here is what he was doing with the younger characters on the Stargirl show. Like, for instance, Beth Chapel was the Infinity Inc. version of Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Midnight, rather. And that character has been seen in all of the like Jeff John's new stuff. Um, Yolanda Montez was the uh, Infinity Inc version of Wildcat. She's been seen in all of this stuff. you know, like, all of, again, just like he, I feel like this is John's wanting to have his cake and eat it too. He's getting to bridge his comic stuff with his TV stuff in this book.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Against all odds, I, uh, I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm gonna. I am tempted to to buy this issue. Oh man! Well, see, so here's the
0: thing. I'm gonna have to buy it for my who's who binds. Right. You will. <laughs> so, you will. That's look, even. Look at, that's that's even sicker. <laughs>
2: that's even
1: more aggressive. That's we, we are. We are. But you
0: know, I you know, I have to though. I, I can't stop myself.
1: I know. God, hey guys, I'm right there with you. What? Aren't we all just trying to climb back into the womb? Yeah, all isn't the that time. isn't yeah? I mean, we have been. Fuck. I I've
2: been grousing for we all have when we did like the the crisis management, just uh-huh. talking about how much we wish we could just crawl back inside the year two thousand five in DC Comics, and <laughs> here we are, we made it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you want to know what really put this over the top for me too? What. In the who's who pages, the legionnaire page where everything's blanked out and he's in
0: silhouette. That is DC3 nip like nothing else. That
1: was me as Vince McMahon falling out of the chair. Yeah.
2: (laughs) God Uh, damn it.
1: And I don't want to be. I don't want that to be the case. Yet Yet who am I to.
2: Who am I? Justice Society Dark. Does that do anything for anybody?
1: <laughs> uh, no, not, not really. Oh.
0: Yeah. <sighs> uh. Well, after this week of comics, I don't even know what we can talk about next week. But Vince, what is coming out next week? Uh, let me back up well, here. We're
2: we gonna talk about Stargirl.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess well, I, I guess, think we have to I think we have to. Yeah. Okay, so Batman, Superman, World's Finest Nine. Batman, one bad day, Mr. Freeze. Uh, number one, Black Adam six, Catwoman 49, Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League, Batman, number one, Dark Crisis Young Justice, six, DC versus Vampires All Out War, five, Deceased War of the Undead Gods, four, GCPD, The Blue Wall, two, um, Harley Quinn, the animated series, Legion of Bats, number two, uh, Nightwing 98, Stargirl, The Lost Children, number one, Flash 788, and Titans United Blood Pact, number three. Boy, oh boy.
0: What happened here, guys? I, I,
1: boy, I. So we're reading Stargirl for sure. We're reading
0: Nightwing 98. We'll talk talk about it off off, off the air. Um, We'll let the folks have some mystery in their lives before. they, They don't want that, though. I mean, yeah, they, they want, are... they want the mystery to be who the Legionnaire is. Well, that can be part of the mystery too. But <laughs> okay, until then, if you get in touch with us, two thirds of us are on Twitter. For now, I am at Brian <laughs> Yeah, I'm at the Woke of Z. And if you need to find Vince, he is. I'm on
1: Twitter too. I've been unbanned thanks to oh uh, yes,
0: Elon Musk unbanned Vince. So he... where can folks find you on Twitter, Vince? What, what's your handle? Uh,
1: at at the, real the, Donald Trump. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, you, the, the haters and losers yeah. can't help that they're fucked up
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly a special September 11th even to the haters and losers <laughs> <laughs> my god that was welcome to happened. anyway thank you all for listening this was a bonkers show join us next week for maybe more normal I don't know Goodbye. oh that, that has Vince even less interested now <laughs>